This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. We are back. It is time for another episode. I am glad to be back in the saddle. Uh, my name is Walt. If this is the first time y'all are joining us, welcome to Chase and Tales Outdoors. I'm your host, and I am joined by the legendary Iceman Chase Prince. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I just <laughs> got back from the four days at the beach, so... I'm a little uh, sunburned slash windburned. It was uh, a little windy, and it actually was a little cool. We had actually a little bit of a cold front that came through, which is ironic. When you go to the beach, you don't think <laughs> about, especially in Florida, you don't think about, oh, you're going to be cold for a couple of days. But there was like a little rain, a little system that came in. It rained for a couple of days. And actually the day, today we left, which we went out to the beach a little bit, was the best day, obviously, usually when you're leaving. But yeah. I guess another storm's coming in tomorrow. So it actually worked out. But, yeah, man, I'm doing great, doing great. Well, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you got out there and enjoyed the beach. You sent me some photo, and I think I I, I was dicking around. And I was like, yeah, I see a tailing red in those flats or something like that, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and I called you Eagle Eye because it, it was like four <laughs> to six foot waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, listen, if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. Um, Chasing Tales seeks to, to just share awesome stories, awesome experiences from all over the world and uh, maybe give you a little bit of motivation at the beginning of your of your day to to get out, get off the couch and go pursue those dreams. Or maybe you're on your way to the woods or out on the water and you just want to listen to somebody else have a good time and share their experiences. That's what you can come to expect from Chasing Tales this episode and all the episodes that we've done in the past. So um, I'm glad you're here. And before we get any further... Why don't we go ahead and thank Wild Edge, Inc. That is the title sponsor of this podcast. They have been with us since before day one, since before the first episode. They've been with us, www.wildedgeinc.com. If you go there and use the promo code ChasingTales10, that's ChasingTales, T-A-L-E-S-1-0, that'll get you $15 off any set of steps and... If you don't already know, they just dropped their new platform called The Perch, and it is ultra lightweight. It is the epitome of simple. Um, so I think they're still doing the pre-order, but uh, if not, get on the mailing list so that you can get yours when the time comes. So I'm looking forward to that, to be honest with you, Chase. Yeah, no doubt. I saw the the promo video. You you put it out on the uh, Instagram page, Facebook pages. Yep, yep. All of our social media stuff, and it it looks awesome. Like I said, it looks super simple, super easy to use. Uh, the video of uh, Andrew using it, the little yeah. commercial. Uh, I mean, it looks looks awesome. So uh, I can't wait to uh, get my hands on one either. <laughs> it's you know it's funny I've been I've been working with Chase now for three years now not Chase listen to me I've been listening I've been working to with Andrew for three years now and 
it has been something that he has been working on for a long time, and he is so excited to finally have something that completes the climbing system. Uh, he's just he's over the moon, and, and I know that ours are coming here pretty soon. So uh, stay tuned for a breakdown and, and our opinions on it. But I, I'm quite optimistic. Yeah, I I am too. I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. I, I'm actually really looking forward to kind of getting in a saddle uh, this next season. I've never even saddle hunted, so it's going to yeah. be something uh, new for me. So it'll be kind of cool for the podcast. I can kind of come in as a newbie with you already have a season under your belt. So we'll, we'll kind of be able to talk about uh, some saddle hunting and, like I said, our wild edge steps and the new platform. So I'm I'm ready. Yeah, it, it's going to be legit, dude. It was it was a good move for me, and it's going to. You know, you hunt a lot of privates, so I don't know how often you pack your stand in, but any time that you're, you know, wanting to just try a random spot or, you know, hunt in public land, it's going to be a it's going to be a game changer for you. Because, dude, I mean, like in that video, everything, the climbing system and perch, like all went on the back of like a super cheap Amazon, like army surplus backpack, like a real small backpack. So it's, it's the epitome of, of run and gun compact, uh, you know, hunting gear. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I. I I still like to run a gun, even on private. See, there you There's go. A lot of times where I'll I'll run and gun, because like I said, you don't want to burn out an area. So, and there'll be times where I might find some fresh signs. So I'm like, hey, I need to come set up over here, like I did this last season, and was right. able to get on a deer. So, right. I'm looking forward to it, and it looks super lightweight. I mean, I can't wait. There's a couple of you know, there's a couple of public pieces that I like to go hunt. I mean, even though uh, there, I mean, there's some quota and public that I like. So, I'm really looking forward to going in. Uh, with that because I mean there's it's almost like nothing to it you put a little backpack on because when we went on the little quota hunt uh, this past year with you I'm carrying in a lone wolf and I'm looking at you you got a little backpack on and I was extremely jealous going man this dude's (laughs) got like 10 twin to 15 pounds less than I do so yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to it well so guys we are um Doing a little impromptu episode here. We had a, an awesome guest schedule for this week, and we've uh, unfortunately had to reschedule due to some conflicting uh, schedules there. But we have found another date, I think, uh, next week to record uh, with that person, and it's going to be awesome. But that has left us scrambling this week uh, to put together an episode. So this is kind of going to be a little bit of a... Um, I hate to say BS podcast because it's not going to be a BS podcast, but it's going to be kind of catching up with the hosts, and we're going to kind of talk about what's coming in the months to come for Chasing Tales, and we needed to to do that anyway. So, um, you know, before we do that, why don't we talk about that giveaway that we just finished and uh, and wrapped up? We did a uh, turkey season spring giveaway. We gave away, what do we say that was, like $120 worth of, of turkey calls and, and hunting gear? Yeah, yeah, we had some decoys. Yeah, knife. that was at least a hundred bucks. Well, it was, it's a fifty. I think the box call itself was fifty. The decoy was fifty. So it's probably, oh, yeah, yeah. probably closer yeah, yeah. to one fifty, maybe two hundred. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, it was, it was but a good little prize package. Yeah, it was. It was, and we had a great turnout. It started off a little bit slow, and uh, we got a couple more episodes out. We extended a little bit, and uh, people jumped on it. We got some great reviews. So thank you to everyone who participated. Um, if you took a screenshot and sent it to me, you were entered. I put everybody's name into a random. Uh, I put everybody's name with a number attached to it, and did a random generation of of uh, a number. And the winner was Justin Dunn, and. Uh, he was amped to no end. I reached out to him and just kind of started like a little casual conversation. Like, hey, buddy, what's up? And he's like, oh, not much, just working. I was like, yeah, yeah, you having a good day? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm having a good day. Like, what's up? What can I do for you? And I told him, and he said thank you in all caps like three times and then said it would have been cool to have used it last weekend. He actually sent me a picture of a bird he killed like the day before I had reached out to him. So, Oh, wow. Where does, uh, where does he hunt? I can't recall, man. I need to – I need so to look. It can't it be up. too many states. I mean, because you you got like Florida's in yeah. Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, like Tennessee. Some <sighs> of them just started, and some of them aren't even close to starting yet. I think he's in Texas. Oh wow, yeah. If I've I, seen uh, I've seen quite yeah. a few Rios. Matter of fact, <laughs> I know he's in Texas. So far. Yeah, I just pulled him up. He he is in Texas, and uh, dude seems to be an an avid outdoorsman, and and I am thrilled. Our Texas listeners make up our fifth most uh, downloaded state uh, right now. Actually. Uh, Justin, you need to tell your buddies because California is creeping up on fifth place. They are two downloads behind you all time right now. So uh, my Texas listeners, y'all need to uh, share it with your friends because uh, California is coming after y'all. I'm pretty sure there's some 
animosity between those two states. No doubt. We need to get uh, somebody on from Texas. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's been a little minute since we've had somebody on from Texas. I remember you had some Axis Hunt or something at yeah. the beginning. But yeah. Uh, especially the Rios. I mean, I think they've got a healthy bag limit there in Texas, like four birds, I believe, a bunch of the, the Rio Grands. So, yeah. And I've seen a bunch of them falling so far. So. Maybe we need to reach out to Justin and see if he'd come on. Cause yeah, he, yeah. He, I mean, he, he's already got a bird down. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'd be Justin, cool. reach out to me, buddy. If you're listening to this and you're interested, or if you know a, a diehard turkey or hog hunter right there, because it's the springtime, that's what we're doing. There's some big bass lakes uh, in Texas as well. So if you know a, a, an avid angler that's got some funny stories and is a good character, y'all y'all send me some recommendations. Y'all have done it before, and we've been able to get most people on the show that y'all have asked for. So no reason yeah, not yeah. to reach mm-hmm. out. Give us some of that uh, hidden talent, some of those hidden gems that we can put on the podcast that that haven't hit mainstream yet. Because I know there's some guys that get passed around from podcast to podcast, but we we wouldn't mind having a couple of guys that like boom hit chasing tails first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trendsetters, man. We want to be trendsetters in the podcast world. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, we. Uh, well, we wanted to thank everybody for all the reviews they left. Oh, what do we have? Like nine people that actually followed through with all of the instructions that we gave where you had to leave a review send a screenshot send it to you yeah right? when there actually yeah. only nine because we had about 20 reviews from the start of it yeah somewhere so, between like 20 and 25 it's kind of hard because there's kind of a delay and it seems like they just continued to pour in in fact if you notice the delay in our announcement that was largely be because there were people who were leaving reviews on thursday and sending us screenshots but they wouldn't populate so we were waiting to make sure that you know all those people you know their stuff had gotten in there was like a 48 hour delay on some of them but yeah only about i think nine people uh not only left the review but sent a screenshot and send it in so uh we got about 25 i think about 25 reviews off of that um I think that's yeah. That was, that was, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah, that was real good. I mean, we're only we only were three shy of our hundreds. Yeah, and that I told you. I think I I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but I I really wanted to hit that hundred mark. So we got really close, and I'm I'm super thrilled and thankful for everybody that took the time to go on there and do that. And also, guys, uh, some more housekeeping. The hats I I posted on Instagram. I'm gonna post them to Facebook. They turned out incredible. I am so thrilled with how the hats turned out. They took a little longer. Um, I'm still not certain why they took so long at the embroidery shop, but they got done and, uh, well, it wasn't just the embroidery shop. The shipping took forever too. I've, I still can't get to the bottom of that either, but needless to say, they're done. They're in this weekend. They're getting sh- uh, packaged up and shipped out. So if you ordered a hat supporting the podcast, guys, your swag's coming. All I ask is that you, uh, post, post to social media, send us a photo of you wearing it, post and, uh, show, show your buddies, you know? Yeah, exactly. Those hats did come out great. I remember you sending me uh, several pictures when you got them in. I was like, wow, those those look really impressive. I yeah. ordered a bunch of the Richardson hats, but even the uh, like softer mesh-looking hats yep. came out great. Especially, I mean, the color schemes are great, too. You did a great job with that. Thanks, man. I didn't really have, I didn't really have much to do with it other than <laughs> I was like, hey, man, we need some hats. And yeah. kind of got that started, and then you, you took it from there. So I yeah. really appreciate that, and I know everyone who's getting a hat is going to appreciate that, too. No oh, man, it was it was my pleasure to do it. I mean, it was it was fun. You know, it was something we talked about doing for quite some time. We finally had the interest where it needed to be. You know, for the longest time, we were waiting on the Richardson hats to get restocked. And when I got the email saying they were in, it just so happened to be the exact same time as you were you were making a push for it. So I, I'm glad to make that happen. They'll be coming out. And if you ordered one, I my intent is to send you a tracking number so you can track it on its way to you. If you don't get a tracking number for some reason, shoot me a message and I'll gladly uh, you know find the tracking number and send it out to you. So um, I think that's enough of the, of the business, man. I, uh, let's, uh, let's talk something fun, man. Let's, let's, sh- let's shift it up. You want to, you want to discuss what we did last weekend? Yeah. Why don't we uh, kind of shift our focus into what we did last weekend where you came down to the land of all evil or <laughs> near the land of all evil Gainesville, Florida <laughs> for a bulldog fan. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was super cool, you know, guys. I, I, I've, it's been no secret that I've got very little time this year, this spring specifically, uh, due to studies and editing and everything. Um, I've made it abundantly clear that your help with this podcast and bringing you on has um, obviously made a difference, and we can you know put out more content. So I was clear. I was like, dude, I might get one, maybe if I'm lucky, two hunts in this year for turkey. I just I don't have time. 
and you were like, well, listen, if you only got, you know, a hunt or two, why don't you come down here where I've got some private land instead of scrapping on public? Let's see if we can't break the curse, break the, the, the curse of Walter and turkeys. Yes, I remember specifically telling you that. <laughs> and then you drive down, you get into the driveway, and you go, hey, man, we've got like three hours to get on a bird <laughs> because you had some obligations back yeah. in Tallahassee. So I'm like, well, that's no pressure. Uh, three hours <laughs> to get a man who's been hunting birds for like the last seven or eight years yeah, yeah. and hadn't been able to get on one. So, it was, I mean, it was I didn't really feel any pressure, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm like, it'll be what it'll be. I yeah. can't make anything happen if I could then <laughs> obviously I would have but yeah that was uh you showed up you were running a little bit behind but yep. that, I actually told you to be here a little bit earlier I always try to give somebody if someone asks me hey what time do I need to be there I right. usually tell them about 15 minutes sooner because I have a couple of buddies or one specific buddy that it he's always behind running behind so you got to right. get he'll even tell you he's like hey man you, sh- you need to just tell me like 15 20 minutes sooner because right. I'm gonna be running behind <laughs> I was like I shouldn't have to tell a 38-year-old man to, <laughs> like, the time should be different. But but it, it actually worked out. I mean, we didn't uh, we didn't have to – normally I make a stop by the convenience store before right. I go out, but this time we didn't – that's the only thing we had to really skip. So it yeah. wasn't too bad. And it's actually not far from my house, as you saw. It was, what, like 15 minutes to mm-hmm. get to where uh, this piece of uh, private that I had lined up. And I had actually gone out – a couple of days before because I'm like, Hey, I'm already, since I'm already tagged out, I was like, well, I'm going to do some scout for a while. I'm not, I wasn't exactly sure when you were going to come down. And I went and scouted a couple of days before with my son, we drove out there and there was a couple of areas where I had been seeing some birds. Of course, I'm driving down the road to get to a spot <laughs> and there's a strutter in the road, like 50 yards from my vehicle in an area where I had seen them strutting or seen strut marks. I hadn't actually seen the bird strutting in that area yet. So I'm like, okay, this is a good spot. Um, There's definitely a, and it looked like a good bird. I mean, I was like, well, he's got, looks like he's got about a 10 inch beard and he ran off. Well, I actually got out of the vehicle because it had just rained like a day or two before that. So I'm like, I want to go see, like, it looks like he may be using this area a bunch. So I went out and checked and it was like, oh yeah, he's definitely been strutting here quite a bit because there's strut marks all over the road. And even the, it was kind of like in a shady area, so the dirt was still moist. Right. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, he's definitely uh, been strutting here for the last couple of days. And I actually looked down because it was kind of, it was an area where two roads kind of come together. It was, a, And it's kind of thick in that area to begin with. And I looked down the road, and there's the bird staring staring at me at like 45 <laughs> yards. <laughs> and I'm like, well, he's uh, he stuck around. He wasn't too spooked. And, yeah. of course, when he saw me move, uh, that was he, cool. <laughs> he took off. Um, so that was kind of the game plan. It was like, okay, well, we can go set up in that area, hoping maybe we, – we, what you always kind of want to know is, like, where are the birds headed? Right. Like when you're thinking about birds, you're like – I mean, obviously you would like to know where they're roosted, but a lot of times you can kind of set up in a roosting area, but it doesn't mean the birds are going to come to you. Like the right. birds, normally they fly down and they have a specific direction they like to head a lot of times. and. They're good turkey hunters kind of know <laughs> where that where that's at. They do their homework, <laughs> and they're like, okay, I, I need to set up down here because they're eventually going to get here. Like, that's where a lot of them guys were, like say, you see them, they're setting up the ground blinds, and they're yeah. hunting at like 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. because they know birds always come out yeah, to this yeah, certain yeah. field at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I didn't really have a clue of like what time that bird got there. The time of day when I was scouting was almost high noon when he was out there strutting by himself. Like I never saw any hens or anything. Right, right, right. But I had seen birds in that area at all times of the day. And it's real thick everywhere else. So it's not like you have a huge, like I had a huge area of where, okay, he might end up in this spot in a field or he might end up in that spot in a field. It was, this is just like this, or you were there, there's like a long runway yep. of like a strut zone and then some short pines that they could kind of walk in freely. Other than that, it was just super thick in that area. Yeah. Um, so if you want, let's start, we can start with the story. Okay. We got there. We got set up that morning. So why don't you kind of key everybody in? Okay. You sit down in the woods. What, what, uh, what, what conspired after that? Well, you know, we, we, we hustled back in there and, um, trying to defy all odds you found that you were wearing your chase and tails hat you know so what didn't you tell me that like the camo hat you're supposed to wear just like rode on top of your vest the whole walk in or something like that you were 
yes, I had put a camo hat on my turkey vest, and I'd had my chasing tails hat on, and then I didn't grab the camo hat, left the chasing tail hat on. Well, the, the camo hat somehow made it. I have no clue because it wasn't actually in my turkey vest. And I get down to the spot, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I've got two hats. Like, I finally got it, like, right at the end. So I'm wearing two hats. I'm wearing my chasing tails hat, and then I've got my camo hat over the top of the chasing tails hat. Yeah, and I thought, honestly, right then, I was like, you know, that is such a good omen. Like, this is about to go down, and I was right. We got there, we set up, and uh, you had this kind of, like, T intersection, but the the, the intersection was kind of that, that um, it was kind of like a – not like a 90 degree angle but like a 45 so you could set up with the road coming down over your 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 left shoulder and you could see down the road just just far enough to get a shot in either direction and we're sitting there and the birds dude were i I think i told you this i was like they were just deafening to me the the amount of tweety birds and just songbirds and everything just singing and just carrying on it was just awesome and i I leaned my head back and i'm i'm just kind of taking it all in kind of uh, to be honest with you, a little surprised with the amount of of, of of songs, and all of a sudden, man, what what do we say? Like a hundred yards away is what we are, hundred fifty yards max. That bird was roosted from right where we were. He just fires off, dude. Just freaking fires off. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna right, happen. We, we hadn't <laughs> we hadn't been sitting there super long. No. We'd only been sitting there like we'd actually maybe been sitting down good, like set up for like five minutes, like because we first got there, I put some decoys out. Right. I put a couple of decoys. I put a Jake and a hen out. I was hoping that maybe if he saw that Jake with a hen in his strut zone, right. that he would maybe fly down in that area if he was roosted close. I actually thought he might have been roosted further down from where he actually was, right. but in the opposite direction, and maybe he would come up from the the other road from the uh, – it's actually would have been our east – I was thinking he was going to fly down into the road to our east, come up and see those decoys, and then obviously be mad that there was a Jake with a hen there, and the rest would have been history. Yeah, but he actually sat like we heard when we heard him gobble that one time because he he gobbled a ton on the roost. Oh my god, he never shut up. I mean, that for, almost for the whole morning he never shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gobbled. I don't know, I don't know how many times he gobbled, but it's that crazy doesn't really matter. Um. He gobbled then, and like I said, he would fire off at different stuff. It was kind of weird. Like, he would fire yeah. off at a crow. He might fire yeah. off at a hawk going off. Shoot. He fired off at, I think at one point I was like, he fired off at a dog, yep. a dog barking, a, a gunshot. <laughs> the little twenty two mag or something going off. Yeah, yeah somebody shooting like a twenty two magnum. They shot it like three times. Yeah. He fired off to a cow. He fired off to a hawk. He fired off to a crow. He actually fired off to my calling quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was just, it was just, he was definitely fired up. And what we kind of figured out is he was roosted to the south of us. Right. And I kind of did a little bit of a few, like, tree yelps and uh, hoping that, okay, he and he responded. So I was like, well, he knows where we're at. Um, and he just kept gobbling, but he, he stayed in the tree. Like, it was kind of one of those mornings where it kind of seemed like it was a little bit overcast for just a little bit. And he stayed in the tree because I'm like, man, it doesn't sound like he's flown down yet because i kept thinking i was like man he's got to be on the ground by now he stayed up there the forever but it was like no he still sounds like he's in the same spot yep. in the tree and you could i couldn't hear the hens but you could actually hear some hens to yep. the south of us right yeah that sounded like they were kind of roosted in maybe in the pine trees that we were in i think so just down like another hundred yards or so right yeah. we were we were in some short pines i mean yep. uh, maybe some 10 year old pines i would i would call it probably yeah, yeah. um and so you could hear them well. It almost felt like the bird stayed up in the tree. They, those hens flew down, walked, and once they got down to kind of where he was is basically when he decided to fly down. To right. me, that's that's what I felt. And there were, I think we counted three hens maybe that were yep. in that group. There was three hens. Yep. They, he flew down, and I was like, okay, he's finally on the ground. And he got he gobbled. I mean, even when he got on the ground, he was gobbling. I mean, it wasn't like he gobbled like crazy in the tree, flew down. Because a lot of times they'll fly down, and then they might gobble like, okay, I'm on the ground, and then right. that's it. No, no, he just kept gobbling and gobbling. Uh, but it sounded like they were headed south. Like, it was like, okay, he got down to the road. Sound like he – and we saw, actually, when we walked down further, we saw a spot where, like, okay, he flew down, and we could tell where he had walked. Right. Like, there was right. some fresh tracks. Yeah. And that was, what, maybe 75 yards to the south of yeah. where we were set up. We were just up at the highest point. And we couldn't see it from where we, or I couldn't see it from where I was at because I was even 
10 yards kind of behind you, right? Uh, calling. So he flies down, goes south, goblin like crazy. And I think, I, I think, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying at this point, we decide, okay, now is the time, it's time to make a move yep. because he's going south. We're obviously not, he's obviously decided he's not heading this way or he's not heading north this morning. He's right. heading south. Right. And that's the way the hens were headed. But at the so same time, it was one of those things like he really wasn't moving off. Like, he had found whatever it is that he wanted to have found right there. Like, you know, it wasn't one of these things like it was a gobble, 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 gobble. And then you could barely hear him. It was just kind of one of those like, okay, well, he's just not coming this direction. He's hanging out down there in that bottom. Um, right. And we ended up moseying out. And didn't we bust a hen right then and there that was in the road? Yeah, it was like the second we decided to start moving and start walking, <laughs> there was a hen like 30, 40 yards down the road. Yeah. But she, she kind of busted out, but she ran in his direction. So he probably, I mean, w- my thinking was he thought that that hen was just running to him. Yeah. I mean, it I made agree. perfect sense. Well, he didn't, he never shut up. No, no, no. That didn't, that didn't stop him. He uh-uh. kept gobbling. Yep. Which to everything. I mean, I was calling, I wasn't calling, I wasn't even calling that much. Like you even right. made a comment. You're like, man, I'm surprised the the amount you're calling. I'm like, well, I was like, he responds. He knows where we're at. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know where I'm at. He's just he's 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 headed the other way. But he could see hens. Like he had <laughs> live hens with him. So it's not like okay, well, I've got these three now. Let me go up this hill another right. seventy-five yards to get this one hen uh, to come with me. She she'll eventually come. I'm I'm yelling at her, or I'm I'm letting her know. I'm like, hey, I'm over here. Um. So we decide to move that hen bust us, and we get to an area. What did we go? Maybe fifty yards, probably. From where we first set yeah, up, fifty to maybe, seventy-five maybe. yards, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. there was a little clear cut there, and we figured that he flew, and, the, and there was a little bit of woods that kind of broke up another clear cut about twice the size of that smaller one. Right. And we figured that he was down in that. That's where we we're like, okay, he's down right, in that right, clear cut right, or right. on that road. That's where we kind of like, okay, he's over there. That's that's where he's at, and that's where he's staying because. We waited, I don't know how long we waited. We probably waited 20 or 30 minutes before we yep. even got up and moved, and he just stayed in that same exact, like like his little, I guess that's where he was strutting that morning as decided, okay, I'm strutting here. Um, and we move, we get set up. Well, at this point, it sounds like he's on the same, the other side of the road where he had, we had originally set up in the pine trees. Right. Like he was yep. on that side of the road. Yep. Because at first he was on the, the east side of it. Now it sounds like, okay, he's on the west side of that road. And he's in those pine trees that we were in. But it was kind of thick. It's not like you could see a long ways through those pine trees. Right. Yeah. So I start calling to him. I mean, it was weird because I would sit there and I'd do like a cutting sequence for a little bit. And he would what, gobble like four or five times before I could even get oh done with gosh. the sequence. Oh, my gosh. He was double and triple gobbling. And you're just sitting there, you know, doing your thing. You'd cut real hard and start yelping and then go back to cutting. And he was just losing his mind. And and. and he must have had those hens must have kept corralling him because I I look back on that and I think there's no way he gets as loud and as close as he did and then a few minutes later it would be so far away if he wasn't constantly like I, I don't think those hens committed to keeping him like pinned down like they weren't ready to breed but I don't think they wanted to give up that male to another hen that was over there because he would just We'd sit there and be like, oh, snap, he's getting closer, he's getting closer. And then he'd kind of be a little ways off again, you know, 10, 15 minutes later. Yeah, it was so weird. It was. We, I mean, like I said, it was like for – there were a few times where I'm like, oh, this is about to happen. Like he's fixing to step out of these pine trees into this road because right. we were still on that road. And I'm like, I'm like, he's getting close. He's responding to everything. And I'm still – I was still giving him time to – say, okay, where's she at? I haven't heard her in a while. Maybe I'll just step out a little bit and investigate down that road. Because I didn't want to just, okay, keep calling, keep calling, keep calling. Because like I said, he would gobble. It's not like he wasn't gobbling at all. He still just was fired up as he was when he was in the tree. So I'm like, okay, let's give it a little bit longer. And I'm the run and gun guy anyways when it comes to turkeys. And I knew we were starting to get to that point kind of where, okay, he, he could come or we may be here for another hour. Like, right. we may just be sitting in the spot. It wasn't like he was getting any further away. We couldn't see into the pine trees. At one point, it sounded like he was right on top of us, but then his next gobble, it sounded like he is, he had, was kind of going away from us again. So we decide, okay, now's the time for you to start the belly crawl. Yeah. <laughs> the famous belly crawl. <laughs> and you had, been, you had actually been fixed in, like, uh, like a prone position, you know, like that yep. Army-like yep. t- prone-style position. 
where we were on that road and I was sitting further back and you had been sitting there forever and you were like, dude, my forearms are shot. Like, I've got, <laughs> I, we've got to do something else because I can't sit like this any longer. And I was actually over there. I was kind of laughing at you, to be honest with you, when I was back there. I'm like, I was like, he's going to be sitting there. And it's one of those deals where, like, <laughs> one of the hunts I was in this year, I'm like, well, I hope he's comfortable yeah. because if he's not, then he's just going to be shot. Like, you know, yep. you, sometimes you get in a shot and you're holding your gun up and you're like, like, you just start oh, yeah. to shake because you can't really move. No. Uh-uh. No. And, and, and I had, you need I had, to. I had conceded at that point. Like, dude. I was sitting there holding because, you know, we're, we're doing our thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, he's gobbling and he's closer. And I know there's going to be people that listen to this are like, oh, well, these these guys don't know what they're doing. That bird was just, like, turning, and, and he sound closer when he would gobble facing and, and facing away. I don't believe that. I, I've had that happen enough. I've watched it happen to where I can see the difference. I genuinely think that bird was working back and forth, and so we'd be, you know, crawling down the road, and all of a sudden he'd fire off, and... I think, what do you think the closest he ever got was about 60 yards away, 50, 60 yards away? Probably. I mean, he was in those pine trees. Right. But, I mean, where we were at, you couldn't see five yards into those pine trees. I think he got super close at one point. He I could have been too. 40 yards. I think he was. Away, but there's no way. You couldn't see more than, no. like I said, five yards to those pine trees yep. from where we were at. Yep. And once we got, were like, okay, well, you need to make a move. We're, we were running out of time anyways. It wasn't like we could have – if I could have sat – if I'd known we could have sat there for another couple of hours or right, something, right, I would have just been, right. okay, we're just going to sit here, and he's eventually going to come to us. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not like we had all day. And at that point, I was almost like, well, I, there's, I have another spot in mind that wasn't there. I'm like, well, maybe we can go to this other spot where I know some birds like to go strut as well, and it's – usually good mid-morning so I'm thinking okay well either this is going to happen or it's not going to happen and we need to move on because we're running out of time to get you back uh to Tallahassee yeah so I'm like okay so we're like and it was a good little spot for you to crawl because it was on a road but it was it was like a big berm on each side of the road so it wasn't like you were crawling on like flat ground you were actually kind of hidden uh crawling down that road and it was actually kind of at an angle because you were going downhill the entire time uh, to get to that spot to where I'm like, okay, you need to kind of crawl over there and just see if you can see through the pine trees. Would right. you, cause you, you probably crawled what, 25 yards maybe. Yeah. Probably close. I maybe, maybe 20 or so. Um, yeah. 20, 25 yards. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's one of those things where, so like you're, you were, we're already hunched over. We're making our way up this hill. He fires off. I drop down. It's like if, if you're operating on, he's maybe 70 yards away. If he's finally committing to coming in, he's going to be closing that distance pretty quick. There wasn't a whole lot of cover. So your best option was just drop down where you're at basically, you know? And so I'm kind of catty corner to the road. And when I get there, I realize like I had put the hump of the, of the little berm there, like on my waist. So there's nothing for me to like put my arms on, you know, it's not even like I'm just like laying the barrel of the gun on that berm. But if I had backed up any, I would have had no shooting lane whatsoever. So I'm just sitting there propped up holding this gun, like arching my back, trying to keep myself, you know, upwards. And my neck is just getting sore. And and I'm just like slowly watching the end of the barrel just (laughs) just droop down really slowly. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm basically going to have to just let this thing lay here because I how long do we sit there? Like 20 minutes? It was a while. It yeah. was at least 20 minutes. I mean, you know how time flies when you're out having fun yeah. anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when I first checked my watch where we had been messing with him for a while, it was, it was already like an hour and a half or something right. crazy. I was right. like, it felt like we'd only been there 30 minutes. I mean, it was, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. I know. I'm like, we're running out of time as it is. And he kept playing with it. The thing. He kept, yep. he kept acting like he was interested. And I knew, I was like, well, he'll eventually come out of here. Like if I said, if we could have stayed and waited all day, I would have sat in the spot right, we sat in. Right, right, right. So we get you to crawl. I even moved up because I was kind of behind you a little bit, calling, just trying to sound a little bit further away, to hoping maybe he's like, okay, even if he cut a little bit of distance, that you might get a shot. And I moved up. And I think that's kind of where it kind of got shaky, is when I when you made your move, I moved to where you originally were. Right. You kind of got to that area. I let you get set up a little bit. Well, I called a little bit. And then all of a sudden, one of the hens started putting in the pines. And I'm like, well, I don't think she... And you were looking in there, and you're like, she didn't see me. And it was almost like she got upset because I got that hen that had been calling to that gobbler all morning got just a little too close. Like, they felt to me like, okay, this hen has finally encroached too close to our territory. We don't know who she is. 
we're going to move because they didn't run off. Like you no. were looking through the pine trees and you could see, you would you see like three or four birds in the yep, pine trees? Three or four birds, yeah. And you yep. just said all of a sudden they just turned around, they just started walking right south. Like they didn't run, they didn't do anything crazy, they just started walking south. And you couldn't see very far through those pine trees anyways no. from where you first went in. No. If you had got if you had made it maybe like another 10 or 15 yards down the road, it kind of opened up a little bit further. Um, but from where you went in, obviously you couldn't see that well, and you definitely didn't have a shot. Um, well, and and so like I, I was I was I was stuck in the sense that that I only had the protection of that berm for like those first twenty yards. So I make that distinction just so people know, like the birds didn't see me. You had to go up this little berm on the other side of the road and then peer down, not much, but like maybe five or six feet in elevation change down into those pines to have seen those birds. So I'm crawling, and, and I was wearing, you know, my, my nylon pants, and they're a little bit loud, you know, uh, maybe not, like, loud as in you can hear me coming, but, like, as I scrape up against trees and stuff like that, you probably hear stuff. So I think you've got, you know, Chase calling aggressively behind me. I think you're dead on, dude. You're calling aggressively behind me. He, They were probably already fighting that turkey, that tom, to, to, to stay with them, and then they heard the scratching, and it sounded like that hen coming in you know, even closer because they started doing like this every once in a while, like that little, like almost like an alert puck, you know, that little puck, puck, right. But they, they were doing it with their heads down. They were still feeding as they were going. It wasn't, it was more like a social deal for them at that point in time. It wasn't like, Hey, there's a, there's a trouble here. Um, but from that, we did, we definitely, and to say that is we know that they didn't get super scared because of what we saw later. (laughs) Yeah, down yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where I was going. Is is we we get done with that, everything goes silent. We you know we never actually heard that Tom from that point moving on for the rest of the day. And right, he didn't gobble again. Never, uh, never made that. another peep actually. Um, which is kind of weird. I can't quite explain that because I really don't feel like those birds were alerted to me being there. I just think I don't know, but. So I'm frustrated. I kind of sit up and I walk back over to you and we're sitting there saying, you know, you ask me, hey, did, did they see you? I'm like, no, there's no way they saw me. You know, that that's not the issue. They just kind of moseyed off. We're fine. So we decided to sit there and just kind of chill for a few minutes and see, you know, let them settle down. There's this only, like you said, this little main thoroughfare they're going to be hanging out on. Um, let's let them relax and then we'll go back. Well, we again make the decision to move. I step out to go get the decoy out of the road and look down there and there's a hen, uh, what, 80 yards down the road walking out of those pines again. You know, they didn't even go, they didn't go anywhere. Um, no, they didn't. And she saw me and just turned and walked back into the woods. She didn't run off or anything like that. She just kind of, you know, meandered back in there like, Oh, there's somebody down there. Um, Right, we were definitely working against hens the yeah. entire time. Yeah, like every we got spotted by hens a couple of times. Yep, the hens were pulling that. They pulled that gobbler away earlier in the morning. It was difficult, and I didn't realize that he was hinned up. To be honest with you, I, I hadn't seen a whole lot of hens right in that area. To, so I was kind of surprised when we we're like, "Oh, he's got three hens with him." I'm like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "I, right. I, I wouldn't have thought that," but that's just the way it was that morning, and that. And I didn't. I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but that bird gobbled more than I had ever heard in the history of hunting in there. <laughs> of birds, no. It, I know. I'm. I'm dead serious. I there was only. Uh, there's a few times where I've heard birds. They would gobble a little bit on the roost, and there was one when I scouted like a couple of days before the season started when I went in there, mm-hmm. and I sent you a video of this bird gobbling, and he was gobbling good. Uh, that morning, he was gobbling to everything that was going off, like somebody slammed their car door and he would gobble. But that, as far as in there, that was the most I'd ever heard a bird gobble. I mean, by far. Like, normally, they would gobble once or twice on the roost. They fly down. They may gobble once, and then, boof, they hush. So that – I was just blown away by the amount of gobbling. I was like, well, maybe it was just because you came here, and at least you – I was like, well, at least he's getting a good show because I was like, I don't even – I've never even had a bird <laughs> gobble that much in here. Now, other places yeah. I have – Obviously, but as far as in there, not even close, especially as fired up as he was at the beginning and just, I mean, just basically gobbling anything. Um, But we, to go back to the story, we get down, that hen kind of runs off, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, I was like, hey, we can cut. I said, we need to cut 
towards the edge of this clear cut. Right. We'll walk down the edge of this clear cut and we'll kind of get, we're just going to head south. Well, we start heading south and we get to the spot where I was talking about earlier where there was like a little split in the clear cuts. And I look down in the road and there he is. He is strutting like, what, 70 yards, <laughs> yeah. probably 75, yep. 80 yards in the road. He's at full strut, just walking around. I'm like, oh my goodness, there he is. Uh, looks like the same bird I saw the day before. Probably Beautiful had about bird. a 10-inch beard. Just, just a beauty. Big old white head. And he's just strutting up and down the road. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, I felt like I was like, we've messed up. We haven't messed up. We've messed up. We haven't messed up. It, it was just one of those, like, draining hunts where you're like, okay, is this going to yeah. be over? And that, at one point I was almost like, I was like, hey. I was like, well, there's a way that we can cut all the way around right. and get back to where I thought the, bir- the birds were heading at this point. But I'm like, I was like, that'll take us 30 minutes. I mean, it was one of those walks that where you're like, okay, it'd probably take 30 minutes to kind of get back on the side where we needed right, to be for right. this bird, where they were all heading. And I'm like, well, we don't have that kind of time at this point. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to have to make a move. And I'm glassing the bird from where I'm at. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to try to get back out to the road. And we were going to start calling again at that point. But something happened where we saw him strutting right there you kind of head towards the road and we know that he couldn't see you because we were definitely, you were blocked by all kinds of trees oh, getting yeah. to that road. Yeah. And he was still in strut. Like I, I sat there with binoculars watching him. I'm like, hey, I'm going to kind of move a little bit and I'll start calling once you get to the road. Right. And he just kind of walked off and disappeared. And it, what, he didn't run off. He didn't do anything. He was still in strut the last time I saw him. And there was, but there was a kind of a bend right there in the road where you could just see that little bit of road that he was in, and right. then it kind of made a hard like bend to the left, and nothing. Like I, I came over to you, we didn't hear him. I called a little bit. He never responded to the calling. We didn't see the hens. We kind of got to those pine trees. We looked in the pine trees to see if his hens were right, still in the pines, right, right. or if he had moved back into the pine trees. Didn't see anything there. So I'm like, oh, I was like, what? I'm like, what's going on here? It was like he's disappeared, and <laughs> we are like, okay, was like, well, let's just work this clear cut. Let's just work the edge of this clear cut and see if we can get kind of back over to this area. And I kind of was like, I think maybe they're headed this way. Well, we walked over there. We never saw any sign of any. The only thing we saw is we got to a certain point where we saw like a hen fly off in the road, like way further south, uh, when we walked back around. And I'm like, well, there was only one bird that flew off that could have just been a random hen or I, I assumed it was a hen. It could have been Jake or anything. But at that point, the we're like, well, this must be over. Cause we walked back. Yep. Um, I called a little bit just to see if I could get him a shot gobble one more time. He never, um, fired off. And at that point I was like, well, I guess, uh, and th- we were getting close to time anyways. It's like where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting close. I got to get out of here <laughs> Yep. <laughs> to begin with. So that is your, turkey hunt for 2019 so far that was that was it man i you know i i told you then and, and it sounds cheesy and i don't know if you if you're taking me serious or not but you know it's one of those things where i don't have a problem coming out of the turkey woods not having killed a turkey like that doesn't bug me what really bugs me are those days where you go in there and no matter what you do you can never get a bird to talk to you or you go in there and it's like the birds just shut up after, you know, 10 minutes of gobbling on the roost. It's like, okay, well, they're just – you're still hunting birds at that point in time. Like, I, And I said that going into it. I was like, as long as we don't end up, you know, never hearing a bird off the gobble, this is going to be a legit hunt. And sure enough, as if that was the baseline, we just had an awesome time chasing birds. And, that, and it's just – that was that was hands down – the longest time that I had ever heard a bird just continue to hammer over and over and over. You just don't get that on public land, dude. I had an absolute blast. Yeah, I mean, heck, I like I said, it was just one of those mornings where that bird was fired up, and I don't even get that that much in that spot. So I was I was like, well, he, he at least was entertained. He at least got some goblin. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, I would rather have that than to have one fly down quiet and shoot it the first right. two minutes of the hunt. Like, right. fly down on your decoys, not make a noise. Uh, I really enjoy, like I say, hearing the gobble. I, I said on the other podcast, that's that's my favorite sound in the woods is, is a bird gobbling. And, and 
I felt like he got close. Like I said, there was a few times where he let out a gobble, and I'm like, wow, he's super close. Uh-huh. Like you know, where it just rattles like really strong right yep. on top yep. of you. And to me, I would rather, like I said, I would rather have that than to just have a quiet bird, like one that just you sit there for an hour and you're calling, and all of a sudden one slips up on you and you shoot it at 20 yards, but never made a noise. You never, ha- you never really did much other than you're kind of. It's almost like deer hunting. Like, so, and sometimes right. you have to do that. Sometimes if I know, like I said, if you're hunting public land or public land and they're super tough like that, that that's how you got to kill your birds. I'm not saying that that's not a way. And I've done, and I've had to do that before. There's been years where I've hunted and you would maybe be lucky even on the private to hear like a bird gobble once or twice on the roof. Right. And then as soon as they hit the ground, they might gobble once and then hush. I mean, it's turkey hunting's tough. I mean, in certain areas mm-hmm. it, it can be really tough now yep. and, Certain areas, there it's almost like you're in a gold mine, and they don't they don't even know how to appreciate birds that <laughs> like the people that hunt public because you get down, you you get your stuff set up, you call, birds come in and do what they're supposed to, they gobble and um and you, you get some areas like that are really special. But as far as around the country, there's all kinds of different ways to hunt turkeys. I mean, as you'll find out later, like kind of at our season recap or mine, that <laughs> there's definitely <laughs> more than one way to kill. <laughs> A turkey, for sure. Um, but to me, like I said, turkey hunt, it's, it's, it's about the experience. Like a lot it of guys, is. they don't even, it's not like, I never really hear anyone go, oh, I'm, I'm hunting a trophy bird. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's totally different. Like I've got buddies, like we've all killed birds, but if, if it's a bird that's got an eight or nine inch beard, they're going to shoot it. Yeah. Especially if it, if it comes in goblin and uh, does what it's supposed to, puts on a show. I mean, to me, turkey hunting's kind of, it's about the experience of all of those things happening. And you convincing a bird to go against nature. Yeah. Like that bird, its intuition is it's supposed to gobble and the hens are supposed to come to it. But when you can convince that bird or trick that bird to come into you and you are able to harvest that bird, that's that's the ultimate to me. That's that's what turkey hunting's supposed to be about. Yep. And I hope that one day you'll get to experience that because you haven't got it yet. You were close. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's the closest you've ever been, but it, you were, you were, you were pretty close the other day. That's the and most if we had, part, had all day. Yeah. I think we, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I'd had all day, I could have got you on a bird probably somewhere. No doubt. Uh, in my mind. Cause uh, a lot of times I don't even, I don't hunt all day, but like I said, I've guided some people before mm-hmm. and the advantage of being able to hunt all day on right, some of your properties, right, right. especially if you know them, it, it, it makes it easier, especially if you know where they roost or coming back to roost in the evening times and stuff. Um, it definitely makes it easier. And especially if you've patterned the birds and stuff and they haven't been messed with by other people. Right. Because on public land, they could have been messed by 10 other hunters that day. You don't know. But I think that if you do get a chance, because you, you may not. I mean, the season's still we still got till like April 21st. Right, so there's right. a chance you might be able to get down yeah. here one more time. And and my, all my private spots are going to be not hit because I'm done. I mean, right. I'm done right. turkey hunting other than maybe doing a little bit of scouting. Right. Uh, the other day I actually went out cause I was like, Ooh, it was overcast and rainy. The actually to the same bird that we had same area where we had uh, followed that bird the morning before, just I'm like, okay, I want to see if this bird gobbles and didn't hear a peep that morning. I don't know if he went somewhere else or he just wasn't roosted there, but I didn't hear, not one bird gobble when it was raining and overcast that morning. So I was like, well, I was like, maybe uh, maybe they're just not gobbling this morning. Maybe we just hit all the conditions perfectly right for that bird to go crazy that morning you were down here. Yeah, and I think, you know, you said maybe that's the closest I've been. I've definitely, I've, I've had a couple opportunities where I have messed up uh, on birds at 20 yards, um, you know, trying to get, trying to move or got caught out of position and right. stuff like that, and I've messed them up. That is by far the most fired up bird I've ever seen, like just, just okay. constantly gobbling. That was cool, man. And, and, and yes, I I do hope and I expect that, you know, as soon as next year, uh, at the latest, that you and I will be able to put a bird down on the ground, if not a couple birds, with a full season to to hunt. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to balance your your priorities, and uh, you know, I'd rather I'd rather get podcasts out and tend to some of the business I got to tend to. And get ready for the summer and and the and the fall. What we've got coming there, and um, it's awesome, man. I feel like anytime you get to interact with an animal that that 
you know, so much of hunting is quiet. You know, you're, you're trying not to partake in the woods. You're just trying to be an observer or, you know, not be seen. And while you're still trying not to be seen in turkey hunting, it's such an interactive way of going about it. Like the fact that we set up three different times for turkeys like that. And I said that going into it. I didn't want to still hunt birds. I didn't want to still hunt birds just because, you know, oh, they'll be here at 1015. Well, that's not turkey hunting to me, man. I, he needs to be gobbling. He needs to come strutting in. That's how I want. A, I want a turkey hunt, and I genuinely believe that had we set up in the other spot, we probably would have killed that bird because, like you said, he was up on that roost. He was waiting for those hens to come down, and had he woke up to a hen being down there and some soft yelping, I think we would have killed that bird. It was just we set up on the wrong side of the trees. That's all, you know. Yeah, and if we would have set up, he may not have gobbled because yeah. he would have already have seen yep. birds down there. That's a good point. I've, I've had that happen where I've gone in thinking, okay, I know where birds, the birds are at. Walk in, get set up, put my decoys out. I, I had a Jake, a couple of hens, and I'm sitting there and it's getting, I mean, it's getting good daylight. And I'm like, man, I have not heard a bird gobble this morning. I was like, I mean, it was one of those mornings kind of like, oh man, the bird should be gobbling like crazy. And just about the time I'm thinking I'm going to get up, I had seen some hens kind of coming my way. And I'm like, well, they're on the ground already. Right. Uh, the, the hens are coming here. Well, they kind of walk in. They see my decoys. They didn't come into the decoys. They acted a little bit skittish, but they just kept walking. And I'd seen another one kind of like a little bit further behind them. And I'm like, well, I'm going to let this hen kind of do whatever she needs right, to do. Right, and then right. I'm going to get up. I was like, I'm going to have to move and see if I can't go find a bird somewhere. Or maybe they've moved out to the fields or what right. they've done. Well, about 30 seconds before I decide to get up, a bird, literally probably 20 yards from me, flies down into my decoys. Uh-huh. Like, never made a noise, didn't gobble. He flies down into my decoys, starts strutting, like right next to the Jake. Like, he, like, puffs up. And he was a decent bird. I mean, he wasn't, like, a monster. He had a, I think he had, like, a nine-inch beard, decent spurs, inch and, and eight spurs or something. And I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, this bird has been here the entire time. Like he was there <laughs> the entire time and didn't make it. Like I said, he didn't gobble once. He watched hens walk underneath him. Right. And then all of a sudden he finally, because I watched him fly. Down, I had no clue where he was because I didn't, those pines were open. They were super open. Unlike the ones where we were in the other day. I mean, I'm talking about super open. Right. And I didn't want to move very much. I'm like, I can't, you can't, it's one of those spots where you can't hardly move at all. Cause if you do, you're going to get busted from right, a mile right, away. Right, right, right. And I just sat there super still basically the whole morning, and I had to stay still because those hens were there, and then this bird (laughs) just flies down on me. Of course, I'm like, well, I wish you would have gobbled, and I wish you would have done this. But I mean, he kind of put on a show for me. He he strutted by the decoys and did a few things. I'm like, well, oh, well, at that point, it was kind of early in the season. I'm like, well, I hadn't taken a bird yet, so sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I need to eat. Um, so, and I, like I said, I, I, I enjoy turkey meat. There's, I've done, uh, I've got a couple of cool, like little recipes and stuff that right. I do for turkey meat. And right. I already, like one of my birds I took into work. Um, and cause I mean, I work at the firehouse and, uh, we cook our meals there and stuff. So I took in a bird for, uh, the guys to eat and they, and some, and which, which was really kind of cool is there was a few people that, like I said, they had never tried wild turkey. And just kind of the way I cooked it and prepared it, they, they had great things to say about it. So they're like, oh, man, I, I hadn't. And these were kind of people that I was kind of iffy on that if they even liked the idea of hunting. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I was like, oh, I wonder. I, I hadn't really talked much to them about it. And it was some people that normally aren't at my station that kind of came in. So I was like, oh, I don't even know if these people like hunting. Maybe they right. do. But that, uh, they, they never really talk about it or, or join in on the conversation much when I'm talking about it. Uh, to some of my other buddies that really like to hunt. But, I mean, they both came up to me later uh, the next day and were like, hey, man, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. It didn't taste any like anything how I expected it would taste. Um, and they said that they appreciated me bringing it in. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I kind of, I was like, I gave some non-hunters some food. They got to try it. So I was like, well, and they can kind of go out and talk to some of their friends now and be like, hey, oh, I've tried wild turkey. It was great. Or, um, I, I mean, I, I love doing things like that. that that's what kind of like makes it all worth it to me is when you get to share it with other people. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. And, and, and being able to share that with you, being able to hunt your farm and see you, I I learned a lot. You know, you made the comment earlier about how I said, you know, I was shocked at how little, how little you call. And I'm not kidding. I mean, like I was blown away at not only the, the amount in which you called, but also just how softly you called. 
and it was interesting, you know, when you hunt these birds that, that remain pretty quiet on public land, oftentimes you, you're you left kind of wondering, are they responding to me? Are they responding to another hunter? You know, what is really getting their goat? And, you know, I'm sitting there listening to you do this, like, yelp, 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 yelp. And I'm like, man, there's no way those birds are going to hear, that bird's going to hear you do that, man. Like, you're going to have to get louder. And sure enough, he would fire right off. I'm like, oh, snap. That bird heard him, and it was just—it blew my mind. I called Derek on the way home. I was like, "Man, I've been calling way too loud, way too aggressive for way too long." Like, <laughs> like I, I and I went home like shaking my head. I told him, "I was like, I guarantee you, I've ruined at least a dozen opportunities on public land in the past couple of years for just being too aggressive, calling too much." And there were times like he would gobble, you'd yelp, yelp, yelp. He would gobble, and I'm like, "Okay, do it again," and you wouldn't. And, and a couple minutes would go by, and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, this is driving me nuts. <laughs> and then the bird would gobble again, and then you'd call. And I'm like, oh, snap, you can be a little more patient with these birds, you know? Like, it was just, it was really cool, dude. It was a really good experience. I I, I appreciate it to no end that you, you know, ha- had me there for a couple hours, you know, out of, out of your day and, and, and toted me around and tried to put me on a bird and, <laughs> Yeah, because I was totally expecting to have you for like a day and a half. Yeah, like I thought you would come here like, "Hey, I'm gonna be down. I'm gonna be down there all day Saturday, yeah. and then I've got to leave like early surprise <laughs> afternoon on Sunday." And then you get down there like, "Oh, three hours," and I'm like, "Well, I, uh, uh, well hey, we're gonna go to my number one spot here." Or well, I know, well, I know where there's a bird um, yeah. that had been strutting and stuff, but. Um, like I said, yeah, it was a good experience, dude. I, like I said, I always enjoy getting to hunt with you, even if it was only for three hours. And like I say, next year your job's going to kind of – you're going to be able to go out more right, because you've, right. you've <laughs> been given some uh, – you're not as limited or not going to be as limited exactly. next season, yeah. which would be great. And we'll just have to we'll just have to make sure we plan it a little bit better, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I did tell you, like, I was coming through Sunday. And I don't know why I said that. Like, in hindsight, I look back, I'm like, yeah, I definitely – did not communicate that very well, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, I took a new job at work and that's, you know, had me working a little longer hours and I'm still trying to get things done. So, you know, once I get past that backlog of, of, of garbage there and, and can get to where we're operating over there, then I've already been given the clear based on the amount of work that I've gotten done. I've been given the clear to flex my hours to where I can hunt on Fridays or Mondays or whatever and make up my hours on other days of the week. So, this fall should be pretty freaking bang up, man. We should get some good quota hunts, and and uh, we won't just be hunting Friday or Saturday, you know, Sunday. We're going to be hunting like hardcore Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or maybe hit some of these pieces that you know are available during the week. We can, you know, take a Monday or something and get out there and get after it. So, sacrificing the oh, short yeah. term for the long run. Yeah, man, no doubt. Yeah, so. it was it was a fun hunt, and like I said, I still I still got a couple of the hunts. I'm going to be able to talk about later, but my season may not be over with for the most part. Right. I'm hoping maybe I can get out uh, out of state for a hunt. Um, that's going to be to be determined. But uh, either way, I've already had a great season to start with. And it's kind of weird because the last two years, I have basically been tagged out within like the first eight days of the season, <laughs> the first eight days of the season, which Florida, I mean, saying you're tagged out, I mean, you get two birds, some states right. you get three, some states right. you get four. Uh, and I, and I could have shot some smaller birds to begin with, but I didn't really want to, but it's, it's kind of, it's one of the deals where it's like, Oh, well, do I want to hold out? Like, right. I, I don't really know. Or do I want to educate birds or yeah. do I want to just go ahead and knock my two birds out real quick? And, <laughs> but I mean, if I got buddies to take out, I don't mind going out with, people like right. yourself and be right. like okay let's get you on a bird i'm yeah. i'm done um and it's just been kind of weird because used to i mean i used to struggle and i didn't have as many places to hunt i think the more places you have to hunt obviously like you see some of these people on there like man they're they're bad to the bone they're the they're killers they're the best hunter ever well a lot of these guys are really good because of the places they get to hunt and I'll be the first to admit it, I've got some great places to go turkey hunt. It's not like I'm the best caller. It's not like I'm the best shot or uh, anything along those lines. And a lot of, I'll listen to some of these guys talk about turkey hunting, and they're on, they're definitely on the next level than I am. Like some of the right. stuff, I'm just like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Like I'm not even, even close to the level that some of these guys are. Uh, but a lot of people, like I said, it's, they get to hunt in good spots. And the more spots you have, the more opportunities. And the more you go out, the more opportunities you're going to have. Um, so just don't, forget that just don't go okay man well this guy he's got a great spot or this guy's 
or whatever, you still kind of you can still go out on that public. And dude, if you go kill a bird on public land and you got one, I'm gonna say you do. You're you you were better than I was this year, even though I killed two. I mean, I killed mine on private. They're less pressured, um, and I, I had more areas to hunt. So uh, I'm never gonna go. Okay, I'm the greatest, but I give myself <laughs> the opportunity to be in those positions, right? right. Which uh, which definitely helps me out. Sure. But it's been, like I said, I used to struggle just like everybody else for, for at the beginning because, like I said, I didn't really have a mentor as far as I would go out a lot by myself, and I didn't grow up turkey hunting, so right. no one really showed me the ropes. But now I'm kind of like, oh, okay, well, and as soon as I think this year I've got it figured out, next year is going to be probably my worst year. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. dude, I can't get you on a bird wall. I can't even get myself on a bird. <laughs> Well, and hopefully your season isn't over, man. Uh, I know Adam Cruz was talking about uh, having you up in Tennessee. No pressure, Adam. Um, yeah, I hope I can get up there. Dude, that'd be cool. Like I said, it just depends on how our schedules line up. I've got some things coming up, he, um, and I'm sure he does as well. Yeah. He's a busy yeah. he's a busy guy. So we'll see if uh, if things line up. Then I don't have a problem jetting up there real quick and uh, being uh, shown by the master in Tennessee on how to turkey hunt <laughs> some birds up there. <laughs> Oh man! Well, listen, dude, we're we're creeping up on an hour here, and I think we've I think we've done right by a BS episode. I think this has turned into a pretty good uh, episode on on what's been going on with us. I we need to we need next week's gonna be awesome. We got some great guests lined up, and uh, we've got some special content coming for you guys that I think. Uh, I th- am I allowed to say that? Can we tease that? Say that we got some special content coming down the pipe. Yeah, I think we I think we do need to. Yeah. Give them a little teaser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we've got some special content. And then we've got a great – you know what? I'm going to do this. We've got good special content coming, but on top of that, we've got something for you guys to participate in. And I think it's going to be an absolute hit. We're still working out some of the details uh, as to how we're going to uh, do this. Um, and we're reaching out to some companies. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a nice little teaser there. But um, – there's going to be some cool prizes involved, and it's going to be fun. So uh, we said we were going to do more giveaways. This is kind of like a giveaway, but yeah, it is. Uh, you kind of got to earn it at the same time. Yeah, you you got to earn this uh, giveaway a little bit, and uh, this person may be able to make an appearance on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is, yeah, which would be awesome I think, as well. I think it's going to be uh, – I'm excited about this. We, You and I have been talking about this for a couple of days. And we looped in a third party today, and it was like you already had a, a raging fire of enthusiasm, and it was like somebody just dumped five gallons of gasoline. It just just blew up. It turned into this awesome thing. So, oh um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So stay real close, pay real close attention to the podcast and the information work that that's coming out because I'm probably going to drop some hints. Actually, I've already dropped some hints. Y'all just if if you're part of Facebook or uh, if you're if you're on Facebook, you need to join our close group because i do a lot of like you know little polls in there and stuff like that and you get to interact with us on a daily basis i've already given y'all hints so we'll have to see what, yeah, what you have happens. been kind of given a few uh-huh. little hints here the last couple of days yeah so. yeah yeah you might not have, you probably never would have noticed it if i hadn't said this but uh that's all i'm gonna say join the closed group on facebook called chasing tall tales t-a-l-e-s that's the listener group for this podcast We've got uh, like 450 people in there. They're all real supportive, sharing stories, sharing sharing experiences, and you get to see stuff in that group prior to anybody else. So uh, stay tuned. And guys, if you if you enjoyed this podcast, like it. Um, you can't really like it. Subscribe. Leave us a rating. Uh, don't forget that the Patreon is still active. If you'd like to support this podcast financially, you can go to the patreon.com forward slash Chasing Tales Outdoors, and you can join up. We've got several tiers there with a variety of different kickbacks for you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm mailing out seven Patreon hats and thank you cards this weekend. So there's seven people that are going to get a custom embroidered Chasing Tales hat this weekend. So, um for all you that have already start, signed up and support the podcast, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It is it is offsetting the cost of this and allowing us to really focus on producing content, and that, in the end, is going to be uh, a benefit to all you guys. So, uh, Chase, did I miss anything? Uh, no, man. I think you uh, covered it all right there. Mm. So There it is. Oh, and guys, 
if you if you bump into Chase today or tomorrow in town or this week, tell him how good a job he did on that last episode. That last episode was baller, dude. You went out on your own. That was a great episode, dude. Yeah, I, I meant to kind of say I was uh, I was a little nervous because I'm like, man, I've I haven't ever done a podcast by myself. So, <laughs> but I've listened to thousands, so I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. I'm just gonna have to reach for all them thousands of episodes that I've heard <laughs> and, and go for. It. And my buddy, I mean, shout out to him too because I mean, yep. he did a great job of coming on and telling the story. So the first uh, he the was, first ten seconds you could event. hear it. The first ten seconds you could hear like the little bit of nervousness, and then you just jumped right into it dude it was killer that that it was so cool to be on the listening side of the podcast and not have heard the podcast before it dropped that was surreal right. that was the, the very first time i ever listened to chasing tales as a listener <laughs> yeah exactly that is man that was that's awesome <laughs> all righty guys well y'all be good get outside go enjoy the outdoors chase a turkey chase a bass doesn't really matter as long as you're outside enjoying it until next time i'm walt i'm chase y'all be good <laughs>